Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Been a lot of interest in the gold country. I want a checking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had it picked up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. Great, and your fans will love to. Grab your pie floater, grab your Coopers <laughs> and your West End. We're looking at the half-season uh, report card for the Adelaide Crows. Don't bother grabbing the fucking West End, it's piss. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, not, it, it's amazing that West End isn't the worst beer to come out of South Australia. This is coming from a non-drinker, but you, they've still got Southwark. I, the thing about Southwark, I actually uh, enjoyed Southwark my first couple of years of uni, pretty much because they had a deal with the uni I was at where you could get 50-cent beers. And uh, when you can get pissed off five bucks, it's a good day for me. That's not bad. <laughs> no one, I'm surprised they got away with charging 50 cents a beer. Well, deal in, with the uni. In hindsight, they may, it, it may have been less about them knowing they were charging 50 cents and more right. about the uni knowing a bloke who knew a bloke who left a back door open or something. I, I worked at um, Coles Online and uh, once when we were doing uh, online deliveries for liquor. And uh, when we opened up in Adelaide, I think somebody forgot to put the pricing on the liquor properly. <laughs> so everything was at like minus 20% on cost. And people were ordering hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> and there were, you know, uh, websites that were dedicated to it. And they figured out that um, the best uh, price per milliliter was on the sample bottles. So people were ordering like 200 sample bottles of Jim Bean <laughs> for, you know, a buck each. Um, anyway, eventually we caught it, and you don't have to honour them because it's a, it's an offer yeah. to treat, not a contract or anything like that. So we limited everyone to f- a maximum quantity of four. Still honoured the price mm. for maximum quantity of four. So the people that tried to game the system got four sample bottles delivered. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. it just shows South Australians can math. They can. It was very well done. When alcohol's involved. Um, they can also play a little bit of footy. Um, Absolutely. Look at Adelaide. So we'll start at the top line. Um, they're six and four and sitting seventh at the minute. Um, what do you reckon? Is that uh, par for the course? Are they overachieved or underachieved? Well, they wouldn't want to be sitting any worse because they had a pretty soft run up to this point. Yep, it's been a, a I wouldn't say a generous draw, but um, they've done okay. Well, they've played uh, the bottom teams already. Um, a lot of them. They've got wins over uh, Gold Coast, St Kilda, Carlton, Melbourne, which they're your four bottom. Uh, yeah, the only one they haven't played is Brisbane. Yeah, and, and therefore the, they would have penciled in. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if we're talking about their biggest win, it'd actually, I reckon, be over North Melbourne in round one. Yep, easy. Um, just because they fucking killed them. Yeah, and, and they look like world beaters. They did. They looked brilliant. Their, their midfield looked golden. Um, yep. Their forward line looked spectacular. Eddie Betts picking up where he left off. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that. Their, uh, well, their but, best win was against North Melbourne. Yep, they I, just, I think so too. They just killed them. Uh, and that hurts me to say. Yeah. Uh, at the time, we were looking at, geez, have, has everybody, everybody underestimated the Crows? Um, they were uh, top of the ladder after one round. 
um, and looking like you know creating the fortress that was Adelaide Oval again. There, there wasn't a loser on the on the paddock that day for them. No, no, they they won on every line. Um, but so yeah, I've got. I think that six and four is about right for them. The only one I think they would have penciled in they didn't get would have been GWS, um, and that was they just got beat. GWS smashed around the contest. Uh, I think in that match it was sixty eight to forty one in tackles. Um, Mumford got more tackles than anyone on the, the Crows, Crows team. Yeah, uh, that, you know that's Mumford. He, he is oh, having a spectacular he's a monster. Season. Um, but I mean, that's one. I think that the average margin against GWS to that point was something like sixty-eight points or seventy points or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. They, you know, um, they've been tallying up GWS since they came in, and yeah. that was their first um, first loss to GWS. And it was one where it, it wasn't a the way the game went. It wasn't a surprise loss. They just got outclassed. Yeah, they never led the game. Uh, no. GWS led from the first score all yeah. the way up to the every, final siren. And every time the and it's not like the Crows played badly. Every time they came back, GWS responded. And that's just mm. the way that. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's uh, more a story of how good GWS have gone than anything else. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the Crows. Um, I think they're going to have a bit of a, a drop off, just because I I don't think they're a, a top eight. Uh, a shoe-in top eight side. I shouldn't say they are a top eight side because they're there at the moment. They are. They're sitting but, seventh. But uh, I don't think I'd have a lot of money on them finishing top eight. So their best win for the year, I agree with you. I've said north as well in round one. Um, what do you think? Do you say GWS is their worst loss? I reckon so, just because it would have been one that they penciled in to win. Yep. Because I've, um, I've gone a different route. I reckon round four against the Bulldogs was their worst loss. Um, they were undefeated at the time. Like I said, looking like world beaters. Um and they were blown away by um, Bulldogs. And maybe it was a, a little bit, I won't say underestimating the Bulldogs, but nobody gave them a chance. Um, Bulldogs had been um, injury plagued. Um, we were expecting, a you know, they might bottom out this year and look for more draft picks. They're still getting used to a new captain, a new coach and all that. Um, and they blew Adelaide away from the get-go. Um, it was they went from oh my god what could Adelaide do this year to oh that's right they're a mid mid table team uh, for me that, that's their worst one because um, again you w- they wouldn't have thought they'd lost lose to the Bulldogs this year um, there you are um, top three players uh, I, I think the top player is is real easy to pick for them I, I, in my mind well their most valuable has been bets by a mile um, I'm glad we're on the same page there I I just <laughs> thought he is unbelievable. Um, it, we've we've said it on the weekly podcast too. When he was drafted, I thought they paid overs. Clearly, they've paid unders. Yeah, I, I, what more can you say about the bloke? No. He kicks the goals that no person should be able to kick from the pocket, which is exactly where it, he's it, supposed to be. It seems like they're the only goals he kicks. <laughs> yeah, and but that's what I mean. You, you've got uh, nice power forwards in um, Jenkins and yeah, Walker. Walker. So they're they're in charge of the. You know, the corridor. Uh, the corridor yep. from the edge of the goal square to the 50-meter arc. Get the fuck out of their way, let them have it. And you see so many small forwards just sort of running around underneath the, the power forwards trying to get the crumbs. Yep. Whereas Betts, he just sits over in the pocket and he's a genuine uh, marking option. And he's going to snap those... Hey, like, it comes to ground, doesn't matter, snap it. He's kicking left-foot torpedoes from 50 on the boundary. I mean, how do you fucking defend that? Just, he's so fucking useful. Like, he, having... If he was another in and under small forward, yeah. they can just crowd the corridor and bring it down to a contest. Well, and yeah, like the defender, I mean, yeah, crowd yeah, the corridor yeah, yeah. and not worry about it. 
But when he's a genuine option out, you know, on a bloody th- uh, 30 degree angle and whatnot, yeah. they've got to spread their defense. They've got to cover him. Um, so it, it makes it so much easier for the whole forward line. But I mean, okay, even if you do cover him and spread uh, and uh, crowd him up, I think he's top five in goal assists or something like that mm. as well. So it's he's given it off and he's, you know, top five in tackles in the forward 50, which shows that he runs both ways. And, mm. um, you know, he's just, he's been, um, uh, I think you, you uh, second in the Coleman at the minute. He's locked his All-Australian spot already. Oh, if they haven't got a Guernsey measured up for him now, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be very hard. Uh, I, I don't think he's been... Let's just check on the stats here. I don't think he's been kept goalless this year. If it has, it's only because he's been handballing off to, to mates. But yeah. um, with it, how do you match up on him? Like, if you've got a guy bigger, he's not going to be as fast. If the guy's as fast, well... He's normally a midfielder. Yeah, you, so you, you're sacrificing a midfielder to block a forward pocket. You you've got to go speed, um, but that's the, the only guys that can catch him are guys you need to generate your own run. Yeah, exactly. There's not that many defensive players who have decent pace. Um, all I can think of is um, Hawthorne pay, played um, Litherland on him, who's got a bit of speed mm. and a bit of height. But I mean, that was uh, once um, that he's been stopped. Have a look at this year; he's kicked. Only he's kicked a goal every game, and only three times has he only kicked the one. Um, I was trying to remember one of the games he was kept really quiet. It might have been against GWS actually, where he had um, bugger all kicks, but three of them were goals. Um, or even against the Bulldogs, he only had nine kicks, four of them were goals. I mean, mm. he, he can make an impact even when he's having a bad day. But when you're watching the game, you see he is never not in motion. Yep, constant activity, constant zigzag running. No wonder his defenders can't catch him. They're knackered by the time the ball gets down there. Um, he uh, was kept quiet last weekend against Carlton. Um, but uh, because he fell asleep. Oh, I think he was sitting, sitting back laughing, thinking, you bastards, <laughs> you paid for Dale Thomas and not me. Um, he's, uh, yeah, Adelaide have certainly come out on top on that one. Um, other winners for Adelaide? I've got um, uh, Danger still done what Danger does. Oh, his last, his first uh, few games, like against North Melbourne, is great. Dropped off a little bit for a couple of games there, but in the last four weeks, he's just been smashing it. Um, the game against North Melbourne was almost like, ah, oh, I'm not needed. <laughs> so he, he relaxes a bit. You know, let, let the boys take care of this one. But, I mean, the, the game against Fife um, is going to be mm. a highlight of the year. Yeah. Um, next time Adelaide goes against Frio, that's all they're going to show is highlights of that matchup again, where, you know, they line up next to each other at the centre bounce and then fuck off. <laughs> Don't see each other again for the rest of the day. Um which is brilliant. I mean, it just made for great watching. Well, it did. When you've got two very open, aggressive teams, it's fantastic to watch. And you get that every time you see um, Bulldogs, Port, uh, GWS, and even North play. Uh, very attacking teams. Probably could do with a bit more defense, a few of those teams, <laughs> uh, especially North. But um, hey, a good yeah. offense is a good defense. When you deliver it well to the offense, yeah, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have Jared Wayne in the fucking four. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's different problems. Um, but you know, um, there's obviously speculation about Dangerfield because he's a free agent at the end of the year. I'm not buying into it. I can't see him going. He seems like a loyal type of bloke. Um, and uh, the only place I'd really think he'd want to go would be Geelong just to get home. Mm. And, uh, you know, they'll th- they're not ones to throw, you know, million-dollar contracts at him. Um, well, look, if, if you're from St. Kilda or uh, Melbourne and you haven't thrown half a million bucks a season contract at him, you're not doing the job right. Yeah, um, they've got to make inquiries, but if he's not interested, he's not interested. Yeah. Um, well, you know, how much money do you really need in the end? <laughs> but um, 
I'd be shocked if he left. Yeah. Just because of those teams, Adelaide's closer to a flag than Melbourne and Saints are. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, they're, I, they're not going to get there this year, but there's still a chance their window will open very soon. Yeah, he seems like a good character, and he's um, you know part of the fabric down there. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know if he'd be... Um, if they thought he got looked over for the captaincy, because he's certainly someone that leads by example regardless. Mm. Uh, or maybe if they, you know, Phil Welsh thought, I don't want to give it to somebody who might be leaving in 12 months, or I don't want to give it to him um, and be seen as pandering to, here's your captaincy, please stay. Mm. Um, but look, I mean, I, I yeah, I'm, the, I'm with you. I can't see him leaving. I think he's going to stay. Um, okay. I almost wish he would, because it would make it an easier matchup. But then again, <laughs> if he goes to Geelong, fuck, they'd be a two-hours. So I think the top two players Adelaide are, are pretty clear in those two. Who have you got for number three? Uh, Scott Thompson. Scotty Thompson, yeah. he's Just come for back. sheer consistency. Yeah, he missed one of uh, the first two games, I think, or mm. a couple of games. But he's averaging 26 possessions a game. Yeah. Um, he's been a ball magnet um, for most of his life, but um, the fact that he's still keeping it up now is pretty impressive. Yeah, and then he fronts up for North in the back line as well. Like, just double heads every week. <laughs> it's amazing how he does that. Bloody oath. It's nearly as good as Josh Kennedy doing um, <laughs> uh, on uh, Eastern and Western seaboards. Jeez, these guys got a lot of miles in. Don't they? Um, just going through his stats now for the season. Um, look, he started off with 30 touches in his first game for the year and then backed it up with 38. Um, and another uh, game over 30. So he knows how to rack them up. Yeah, and he, he's had a, a couple of middling weeks um, against GWS Freo and Carlton. But even as middling weeks, he's still averaging over 20. Yeah, yeah um, he's still getting his licks in. Yeah, and it's not all short handballs either. He's getting some decent kicks, handballs, a few marks mixed in there. Um, and he's not bad on the tackle either. Um, I think against Freo, he had 14 yeah, it's Which, not a bad uh, oh, You it, love a tackling midfielder. You have to love a tackling midfielder. I mean, and look, the the other side of that was that was a, a wet and blustery and, and miserable night. So you say, okay, well, it's going to be more tackles, but you still need to do it. <laughs> Somebody yeah. needs, even though it's the night that um, lends itself to tackles, you still need to actually go out there and make those tackles, and that's what he's doing. But there's a difference between the guys that do a, a quick hand tackle, like where they're just trying to pressure the ball carrier into giving it up. Uh, and Whereas somebody who actually stops them. And, yeah, who's like, no, nah, you are not taking one further step. And Thompson's one of those guys. Dangerfield as well, he does that too. And even in the forward line, Eddie Betts. Um, so when you get the guys that actually want to tackle the bloke to the ground, uh, even if they got rid of the ball or not, yeah. uh, it, it's worth it. Yeah, especially for a bloke that's um, you know uh, approaching game number three hundred, he'll probably he'll play three hundred next year if he goes around again, and I expect he will. He's thirty two, but um, look by looking at his stats, he hasn't lost anything. He's not um, holding anybody out. We got Fletch and Harvey running around in the fucking sixties. So yeah. Why not? I don't. I don't think thirty two. Like over thirty used to be. Used to be you, you, you get an injury, you retired. Yeah. Whereas these days, it's not until around thirty six, thirty seven that it's an instant retirement. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And a mileage of the player. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's, I reckon there's more 32-year-olds playing now than there was you know, five or six years ago. Um, no stats to back that up, so let's just <laughs> accept that it's true. Look, I, I, um, a reliable source said. Yep. Um, for my uh, top three, I actually put Rory Laird in there. Um, yeah, yeah, I can I can see how he'd put his hand up. Yeah, he's he's only a third year player, so he's the you know the next generation coming through. Um, but he's uh, already second in disposals uh, in disposals for the Crows. And when you got you know a couple of ball magnets in there like like Thompson, um, uh, Sloan, and Dangerfield um, to be uh, second, that's pretty not bad. Pretty not bad. That's a good... Pretty not bad. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, he's got some great guys to work off, which takes the pressure off him a lot. Yeah. But it also has a high standard that he's got to live up to. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's played every game so far this year, and he's been very consistent um, You know, with, with those averages. So um, that's something that uh, they can really look forward to. Um, that uh, as, you know, like I said, Scotty Thompson's getting on. Um, there's somebody else there who's starting to pick up and... Um, as he moves into you know what should be the prime of his career, um, he's just uh, you know the the last few years uh, on the list he hasn't played every game you know he's played in double figures, but um, in ten games this year he's already you know just about matched what he did all of last year anyway, mm. um, which is you know natural progression for a young player so that's what you, you'd hope to see. Yeah, small midfielders tend to progress quite dramatically. Um, you see them just, they sponge everything up and then all of a sudden, yeah. bang, they're but it, superstars. But it's also who they're going against is the other team's superstars. Yeah. So that's why you know it takes a little bit of time. Not everyone can be Chris Judd and come in and dominate you know, from, from where we go in the middle. No, not at all. Um, most improved for Adelaide. Um, same, I, I said Rory Lade as well, but um, we've just spoken about that. So who do you have down as most improved? Um, I actually have most surprising. Yeah, And for most me, surprising. it'd be uh, Taylor Walker, just because a lot of... When he was announced captain, everyone's kind of like, "What well, that bloke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think he surprised the football world with being a top fucking bloke captain. A, a mature captain. Yeah, he can be, uh, you know, popular with the boys, uh, a bit of a lad's lad, and still get on the field and lead the team. Yeah. And I think that surprised a lot of people. Well, look. Uh, pleasantly. Um, he's, uh, what is he, two years back from knee Rico? Yeah. Something like that. Um, 26 goals, so he's second at the club in the goal kicking. Um, I don't know, like you'd expect him as the full forward to be leading the goal kicking, but I, mm. I don't know if that's such an issue only because somebody else is doing so fucking well. Yeah, uh, 
the thing is, if he was one of those blokes that's like, no, nah, i got to get more goals at all costs, yeah, uh, it, it could cost the team. Uh, so by leading the team and bringing other players in, I think he's he's doing quite well. Um, I'm an unashamed Walker fan. Of course so, we are. <laughs> so the, that just uh, goes with that. But The boy's from Broken Hill. We've got to look after him. Bloody oath. But um, I, I think he did shock people with his ability to you know, not just be the bloke who's having a beer with his mates in Norwood. Yeah, uh, and turn into a, a leader of the team and a team that uh, a leader that his team respects off the field as much as on. Um, Absolutely. Uh, in the game against GWS, uh, when you know uh, Crows are getting beaten, they needed uh, some inspiration, and he kicked a brilliant goal. You know, with a tackle and um, followed up with a short pass and hit a man on the chest. I, I think it was Charlie Cameron, but I can't quite recall. Um, and then got the handball back and thumped it through from 60. I mean, that's what you want from a captain. It's Bloody something earth. that's going to be shown in the highlights. Um, so, yeah, oh, that's a good surprise. I mean, uh, at the start of the year, though, I did pick him to win the Coleman. Um, so he's a little way off that. Not but, over yet. But um, for his role may have changed slightly. And, mm. yeah, as a captain, he's he's up there. He's certainly, you know, in the um, not the worst captain running around. Well, the thing is, too, with his role changing, if he doesn't kick a bag, then Jenkins will, or, you know, someone else will in the or, forward line, or bets. Eddie's chop popping up for, you know, his couple, so... Absolutely. So, you'd rather he kick two, three, and Crows win, than he kick a dozen, and they lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You always take that. He probably handballs off a bit too much, to be honest, <laughs> for, for most of the traditional full forwards to approve. Well, again, he's only been kept goalless one game, and that was against Frio, where he kicked three behinds um, in, a, in a day where they were having uh, a bit of a shocking day in front of goals. Mm. Um, but um, look, 26 goals, 18 is not a bad return um, at, uh, at the t- halfway mark of the season. Um, one other area we we're looking at in these um, half-season reports, or wherever they bloody are, is uh, pressure on the coach. So... Um, out of one to ten, how do you rate uh, the pressure on Phil Walsh, considering it's his first year? Oh, two. Like there'd be that's exactly what I've got. Pressure. Um, even if they fall over, I, I reckon they'll probably finish out the eight, maybe about tenth. Even then, there's not much pressure because he's blooding a lot of youth. He's yep. getting a lot out of his veterans. You know, they might even surprise and end up finishing top six. But yep. you know, I, I don't see them doing anything silly. Now, look, I put um, two out of ten as well because it's his first year, so you always get a pass in your first year regardless, um, pretty much. Uh, look, if they were... Um, this is where they'd expect to be, six and yeah. four. But, I mean, last year they finished just outside the eight, so you don't want to go backwards. Um, so if they do fall backwards, they'll be, ooh, have we made the right choice? Um, but I, I, I don't think there'll be too much issues there at all. Yeah, Rookie I'd, coaches, what do you do? Yeah, I'd... The only one that comes to mind of a rookie coach got sacked to be Malcolm Blight um, yeah. with St Kilda. But yeah, I, I, that was extraordinary circumstances. I also think they probably regret that a little. But uh, then, you know, who knows? But with that, uh, you're not going to sack a bloke if he finishes around the mark. If they were, yeah. you know, bottom four, yeah, then yeah, he'd be. You go, oh, next year you better perform, champ. Yeah. Yeah. He might get a pressure after round six, but as it is, nah, he's fine. Okay. On the player side of things, then, who is anybody in trouble at uh, at the Crows? I don't think so. Um, they've had a, a couple of young lads come through that are looking pretty good. Um, Cam Ellis Yeoman, he was one bloke who popped up a bit. He's yeah. uh, been dropped again now, but he's been pretty handy for a first year player. He's done all right, you reckon? Yeah. Um, I haven't uh, haven't 
done too bad of him in the um, Supercoach. Oh, okay. So he's been a good pick He's been a favourite for me there. He's a good size player. Um, there's, um, yeah, it looks like um, the he still needs to pick up the, the, the pace of yes. AFL. But yeah, he's, it looks like he's going to be a good pick up for him. Um, I've put, I've got two players here. Um, one oh, is, Sam Jacobs is the one who I thought needed to lift his game. Really? He's doing all right, I thought, as a Ruckman. I mean, he got towed up by Sandlands. He got towed up by Sandlands and Mumford, which you know, plenty of Ruckman can say that. Yeah. But he, he just doesn't seem to have any menace about him. No. Uh, um, yeah, I'd say so. He has good presence, and he's been borderline All-Australian the last couple of years. Um, at this minute, you'd probably put him fifth, sixth Ruckman in the league. Probably about that. Because, I mean, you've got Mumford, Sandlands, um, Goldstein. I'd put all them ahead of him at the yeah, minute. Yeah, that's a, a sure thing. Um, whereas last year, he was like he was one or two. Mm. He's a, a decent player, but against the teams they played against, I'd expect yeah. him to have done a lot more. And especially against Sandlands, who yeah. you know, is the biggest guy on the, yeah. on the pitch. But you know, if he's the biggest guy on the pitch, you can at least make him earn it. Yeah, um, and it's not like it's a surprise that he's seven foot when yes. he comes in. You, you've got plenty of time to prepare for it. You've been yeah. playing for a few years. Yeah, okay, maybe it's a little bit disappointing. Maybe just time your jump so that you're not landing when you're touching the fucking ball. Look, I've got two people um, that I think are in trouble. Um, or one person who's definitely in trouble and another person who uh, might want to just look out. Um, Nathan Van Burlow, who's um, played... Has uh, he played every game this year? Where's his stats? Yep, he's played every game this year, and he's only averaging 15 touches. You'd want a bit more of the ball. How many games is Van Burlow up to? Uh, let's have a look. Um, this podcast brought to you by AFL Tables. <laughs> um, where are we? Um, so he's nearing 200 games. Yeah, I think they might be just holding him out for his 200th. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's... He should be in the prime or just out of the prime of his career. Um, I, I thought you'd want a bit more out of him. Um, I think they're carrying him at the moment. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, he's had injuries and whatnot in previous seasons and, and all that kind of gear, but um, he's played every game now. So if you're not fit, um, why are you playing? Mm. Um, so he could be... I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, though. Um, I think they'll hang him around, uh, keep him around just for um, uh, leadership values, if nothing else. And, you know, as he gets back into playing week in, week out. But 10 rounds is enough. Um, and the other one is somebody who hasn't been cited this year is James Posiadley. Yeah. Well, yep. I don't see a place for him, to be honest, anymore. Um, if I... Uh, I don't know how... Ba- I think how bad his injury is, but... If he was fully fit right now, I don't know if I'd even put him in. Well, Walker's got the number one forward spot yeah. right there. And then Jenkins has had a couple of good matches too. Yeah. Even uh, Tom Lynch is doing okay. Mm, yeah. So where are you going to play Poz Adley? Are you going to play him off the half-back line? Are you going to play him down the wing? I mean, he's got good fitness when he's obviously not injured. Um, but I just... I think, yeah, especially at his age, and you go, well, we can try and get him right for now or we can look at somebody else. Yeah, I- I still think they they got value from Podsy Adley, especially with Walker's injury. I was surprised they got value Um, for him too. But yeah, I I agree. I don't. He doesn't really have that burst pace to play on the wing or uh, down the halfback line. So you you have to put him centre half back or full back. And I I don't think he quite reads the ball well enough for that. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you never know. You can get a forward line player and throw him back, and all of a sudden he's a superstar. Yeah, um, he, he could reunite his career, but um, 
look, oh, maybe it's a, a match-up on the, you know, the Rewalts if they're going to play running down the wing and stuff like that. But I can't see it happening. I think uh, it, it might be, um, you might get a lap of honour at the grand final, put it that way. Um, so looking at the rest of the season, where do you see danger games for Adelaide? Um, well, against any of the top four. Yeah. Like, can you bring it up? We've got um, running into the finals. Where are we? They they don't have so bad a run, but, um, you know, coming up against, after Sydney in uh, round 18, they've got Richmond at home. Yep. Uh, over at Adelaide. You'd probably pencil them in for that one. Well, see, um, that's the one I've penciled in as their danger game. Because, um, look, Richmond have already knocked off Port over in Adelaide Oval. Mm-hmm. I think Richmond will be around about the same um, position on the ladder. Um, so this could be the game that decides who gets eighth and who gets ninth. Um, so for me, I, I, that's the one I've circled that um, it, it could be the, the make or break type of game. Oh, for me, it's round 22 against West Coast. Um, it's another home game, but yeah. West Coast, they're, they're going to be around the mark. They're right up there at the moment, but I think they will drop off. Um, Their injury list says they have to drop off. Yeah. But I think that'll be the danger game. Whoever loses that isn't playing finals for sure. Yeah, probably. Um, they do have Geelong in the final round, but by then, if Geelong's finished, you know, sixth, seventh, and they can't drop out of the eight, they'll probably rest a few guys. Because well, if you finish sixth or seventh or eighth, you're not really too fast, surely. And travelling around 23, I mean, they've got to go play Geelong down in Geelong too, which is, mm. um, you know... A bit of a horror trip. But, I mean, they've got uh, two games against West Coast left. Um, they've still got a game against Sydney. Um, and they play Hawthorne coming straight out of the bye. Um, so that's, um, you know, there's still a tough run home. Um, they, they get um, Essendon as well to play in Melbourne. Um, yeah, there's not many um, easy wins there. The funny thing is, too, they've got the Lions in round 21. And the Lions have had a, a shocking season. Oh, they're finished. But... You find towards the last three rounds, suddenly <laughs> players who've done fuck all all year suddenly pop up and do shit because yeah. their contracts are up for renewal. Say, they've just had a word to their manager, and <laughs> mate, I'm in a bit of trouble finding a place for you here. Yep. So either they are viewing it as a job interview for some other team, or they're trying to keep their spot in the own team. So I think you'll see guys like Rich, who you know injuries yep. and whatnot, um, have been fairly unsighted, suddenly bob up and get thirty, forty possessions. Um, I wouldn't put money on it, but it can happen. It can happen, exactly. And there's always that one surprise late in the year. Yeah, um, you're like, what well, the fuck happened well, The way this year's been going, there could be fucking who knows how many surprises. Oh, if you're leading the tips in the local pub footy tipping, you're a fucking idiot. You're running the comp. That's the only <laughs> way you can win. <laughs> You've rigged it. Um, okay, so at the minute, they're seventh um, with six and four. Uh, where do you see them finishing? Ninth. You, you got them just... See, I, I said eighth. Um, and it, it could be... like They could finish... Anywhere from 6th to 16th. If the wagon falls off, they could drop a lot of these games. Um, things go right. I mean, they might knock off Hawthorne after the break. They might knock off um, West Coast uh, once or twice or, or even Geelong. Um, you know, the, the uh, showdown is going to be a difficult game for them, but I think they might just squeeze through the eight only because of, on percentage because um, they're, they're traveling pretty healthily there at the minute. If I just bring up the ladder... Um, where are we? 113. Um, so that's not too bad at the turn. Uh, they've got uh, Richmond covered at the minute on percentage and uh, all the others are really low below them. So I think they they might slip one place, but only one place. Well, they're on equal percentage with GWS. 
Um, just a game behind us all. Yeah. Um, so I reckon they might just squeeze in and you reckon they might just miss out. Yeah, I think they'll just miss because I think they'll drop one of those games that they should keep. Okay. Um, I think that's about it for Adelaide. Um, all up, they be would have been very happy with how the season started and a little bit disappointed at the turn, but um, there's still lot, lots of optimism for them there and um, finals are definitely on the cards. Oh, look, if they if it aren't aiming for finals, they're idiots. Yeah. But uh, no, absolutely they'll be aiming for finals. Uh, I Just in my personal opinion, I think they might just miss out, maybe even on percentage. All right. If you reckon we've got it all wrong, let us know. And Cheers. we can tell you to fuck off. And we will. Okay. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.